I never put much thought into tires in the past. The thought was always to drive what comes on my vehicle. And if I had to replace them, I made my decision based on price. Our friends at Cooper Tires know what they're talking about. Cooper has been an American company since 1914, with more than a century in the tire industry. Each Cooper tire undergoes rigorous testing and are backed by warranty, so you can trust that they'll last for thousands of miles. The Coopers pride themselves on good merchandise, fair play, and a square deal. Always have and always will. Don't overpay or underbuy. Cooper tires do what tires should do and cost what tires should cost. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Folks, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. Today's episode is a short one, uh, originally aired on our No Laying Up podcast feed. Features our discussion of the first course we played on a Scotland trip uh, in the summer of 2018 called Kill Spindy. Uh, great little gem on the coast. And we are repurposing that audio here in the Crash Course feed for you. And let's get right into it. Kill Spindy. As mentioned, this was one we uh, – I had never played this one before. Uh, we roll up to it, and it was a 5,200-yard golf course. We talked to a couple members in the parking lot. They're like, well, you better get your scoring in here before you get moving because this is the easy one. Oops. I didn't find that golf course easy <laughs> 5, at all. 5,200 playing about 6,800. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, it was a lot of, like, short, drivable par fours, but I didn't find them easy. I think maybe I birdied one of them, and you get yourself in trouble very quickly. Uh, it, but that was our introduction into how fast and firm it was going to be and how, uh, how I guess, that for your guys' first round of golf in Scotland, what was your takeaway from Kill Spindy? Well, I'd just like to say I, uh, the first hole is a par three, a little innocuous, <laughs> kind of 150-yard par three, which in and of itself is pretty cool. Um, and I hit a terrible seven iron, like short and right, and then I chipped in for birdie. And so... It was a great. It was a cracking start to uh, to my week. You, you can't birdie all two hundred seven unless you birdie the first. No. And, and by the way, Randy hadn't touched a golf club in about since Bandon, right? Yeah. Since yeah, since, since Bandon. Yeah. yeah. I little pinch nerve issue in my neck that kind of really flared up. So yeah, this was first time touching a club. Get out there, make birdie. So beginning of the trip, Randy's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play more than three rounds. Yeah, maybe right. you estimated you played three rounds. How many rounds did you play? I ended up playing. What did we play? Two hundred and seven holes. Yeah, there were twelve rounds. You and I think I missed out on twenty-seven holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so you liked it? It was okay for you. Well, and you know, being by the seaside, it, it had some medicinal benefits. I think <laughs> um, you're like one of those people from like the nineteen twenties who, whenever they get just kind of rare sicknesses, they just their doctors say go to the sea. Go to the sea. Yeah, yeah that's what my that's what my physical sea. therapist said. She said, just go to the sea. You'll be fine. Um, Besides, I should have just quit then and, and been, you know, under par for my career in, in Scotland. Living under par. But, uh, no, I mean, the first thing, I, obviously, what struck me most about Kill Spindy, one, the quirkiness starting with a par three, but then, you know, you're just, the, the views, right? You're just, you're out on the sea. I know, it's like, yeah, that's Lynx Golf. <laughs> but it, it just, you know, it's, you to, to see it for the first time, yeah, it was just special. It, it was... Well, now, like, that was a cool piece of land, too, because Gullen was across 
where they were having the Scottish Open, you so you could see all the all the hospitality tents and everything going on, kind of across this little cove. Um, in the first what five or six holes at Kilspindy, or I mean, right along the water, and you're playing you're playing to an infinity green on four or five, and you know, you can see you can see Edinburgh in the background, and it's just yeah. crazy good. And then it kind of we thought it was going to lose some steam as it as it went inland after I think eight or nine goes inland, um, and if anything, it 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 kept my attention even more. Like yeah. there was there was just some exceptionally interesting par fours and par threes, um, and then I thought the seventeenth hole you know goes up this this hill, and it almost looks like a little mini mountain range up there. There's this wall that runs through it. Um, walls were a theme. I, I believe it was, like, I believe it was Hadrian's Wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys kept saying that. That's yet to be confirmed. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know what Kilspinny reminded me of a little bit was um, what's the what's the little public course that's right next to the Country Club in Brookline? Oh, Putter and Meadows. You know yeah. what I mean. You got all these like big ass, just world class places around it, and then you go check this place out, and it's it's like a cheaper. It was like a mix, really of quirky knockoff kind of Putter version. Putter and Meadows so and Pacific cool. Grove, yeah, like mixed together. Well, and that's what we want to. We're going to talk about each individual course, and you're going to walk away, and we're all going to have rave things to say about each one. But we're going to do our best to kind of put the courses in different classes, right? So, I would you guys open this up for debate, but Kill Spindy to me. It's not necessarily the type of course. It's definitely not the course you base a trip around, right? I mean, we the, we 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 touched on some of the biggest name courses, and there's a reason why people line up to play these courses and book them way in advance and base trips around them. Kilspindy though definitely fits the class of a course you need to fit in your itinerary or the type of course you need to fit in to get a variety of experiences and to see what quote unquote normal golf is like in Scotland. Right? Yeah, you need think, the context. I th- yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think there's a couple different trips you can take to Scotland and you can either do the big I'm looking to just check boxes and tell people that I played these courses. And bag tags, baby. Bag tags. You could be the ba- you could be bag tag Barry if you want. That's fine. Uh and look, there's nothing wrong with that. If you get one no, trip no. if you, if you yeah. get one trip to go over there and you want to do it big, then that's fine. And if that's your your goal, then Kill Spindy's probably not on the list. But if you do want to get a more, you know, kind of wholesale look at what golf is actually like for people who live there, then Killspindy is a huge must. I mean, it was so, so, so like fun. The, the, the day that we played, um, there was a junior event going off right behind us. And I think it was basically us and about... <laughs> Those kids were so much better than 80, us. 80 kids oh, yeah. out there behind oh, us. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like, how it was just, it was like, all right. Like, you hear all this stuff about grow the game here. And it was... All those kids were just absolutely golfing their ball. And that's and that kind of course is the perfect place to for a kid to learn the game of golf and for us to like learn how to play a different style of golf also, but they're not going to be if there's nothing overgrown about it, there's no length issues for any of those kids and you learn how to all the short par fours had such awesome strategical elements to it, right? I mean, there's maybe three pot bunkers right in front of a 290-yard hole. You're like, "All right, well, what's my strategy here? Do I lay back and try to hit a full wedge in or do I try to avoid these bunkers, but I have really no control of the ball once it hits the ground? And um, Well, and I think that's a, that's an interesting point because I think a lot of times people talk about strategy with golf holes and stuff, and the, the average player is s- such a shitty player. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that like the strategy almost never actually comes into play because you're just hanging out for dear life trying to hit the fairway. So when you're playing a shorter course like this, like that stuff is actually relevant to so many more players, right. which I think is what you're saying, you know, with the juniors. I'm stuff. like pointing at myself. Like, <laughs> that's, you just, but you know what you I mean? Just it, described like, me a whole like seven, 17 and 18 were these two back to back, incredibly short fours. And it's, you know, you have the wind obviously going 
you know, the same direct, like one of them's going to play into, one of them's going to play, you know, downwind. And it's just that if you're playing that place every day, it would be such an exercise in thinking your way around kind of restraint. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Like uh, in, in 18, the, the, it's this downhill, I guess it's a par four. I mean, who cares? Uh, it was like 230. Yeah, it's like 230 or 240. Yeah. And there's this awesome porch on the back of the clubhouse, and everybody's just sitting there having a pint. And that was the perfect, like in my mind, that was the perfect finishing hole. Well, and that's why I was going to say that the one of the things I was most looking forward to are the finishing holes where the the out of bounds that the property kind of butts right up against the clubhouse, the town, the the what have you. And, and Kill Spindy was a great little introduction in that, you know, there's essentially off the back of the green and, and to the right of the green is, you know, it's, it's staked out of bounds, but it's, it's the porch. It's people sitting there having a beer. Um, it, it's just a cool little intimate feel for a finisher that you just don't really get um, in the States. And so that would be a recurring theme. And, and one of my favorite aspects of, you know, kind of our trip. I, I also, you know, kind of talking about where to place this course in your trip. Like it was the best course, I think, to get off the plane and go play. Yep. Um, it's a, it's an easy walk. It's, you know, again, it's it's relatively flat ground right there by the sea. Um, is it the Firth of Forth? Or no, no, no. It, I'm trying to think yeah. of the body of yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You okay. got it. You, you um, nailed it. You rocked it, bud. Listen, we rocked it. <laughs> And so I, I think, you know, if you were kind of making an itinerary with Kill Spindy in mind, it's it's the ideal place to play off the plane or it's kind of a great late afternoon, maybe, you know, second round of the day where it's a bit more casual. You know, you, you're just not going to get beat up playing out there. We're basically just trying to stave off jet lag yeah, and right. keep ourselves busy and have some fun in the process. But I think the biggest theme that it, it kind of plants in your head um, – is just because you can hit a shot doesn't mean you should yeah. hit a shot. So, like, if you, you know, let's say it's a 290-yard par four, that just because you can reach the green, and I know I'm saying this on a <laughs> no-laying-up podcast, but doesn't it's different mean, there. doesn't mean that you hey, should be hitting Habeas Corpus shot. has been suspended <laughs> for today. Uh, but it's also, to the, to the overall point, though, in talking about not overextending yourself for different regions, the point is, like, there's just lit- there's so much good golf in each region that you don't need to go to all the corners of Scotland to play great courses because there's very good courses right next door that allow you to get more of a depth of what of what the experience is like. And we actually at one point tried to say which two courses are the most similar that we played and kind of had a hard time coming up with that. And still, I forget kind of where we concluded on that. There's there, each course is kind of is different, truly different in its own way. Yeah, so. for sure. And we could have played. I mean, we could have played. Going, we could have played Dunbar, we could have played Winterfield. Like there was, we would have had a hard time getting on going. <laughs> no, the Scottish other, Open. They have they have three courses. Oh, that's right, that's true. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you're right. You're, hey, you're look. You're right. You're right. You're right.